Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to November 20th. This is week 47 of the year 2023, and we are activespirituality.life with Pamela Cuccinelli and Susie Mazzoli. Pam, let us know all about the week in store. Well, it starts off on beautiful Monday, the 20th of November, which is a very special day for me because it's my daughter's birthday. So happy birthday, my love. Anyway, the other thing going on this day is that the moon is in the sign of Aquarius in the early morning hours. It goes void, of course, at 5.50 a.m., and then it enters the sign of Pisces at 9.29 a.m. And the times I give are Eastern time, so please adjust depending on where you are on the planet. And basically what's going on when the moon is void, of course, for those few hours, yeah, it's a few hours in this case, is that a void moon is best to work on things already in motion, to allow yourself some recharge time, to organize your desk or area, it's not a good time to start something new. Uh, these general times and, and things I give can be somewhat mitigated depending on your personal horoscope, but in general, I would really start action more once the moon enters Pisces at 9.29 a.m. And the reason this is a really good action couple of days, even though the moon is in Pisces, which we don't always think of as action, is because we're in the waxing moon cycle, and this moon is complemented by Mars. And so it's very energetic for being in the flow. So when you think of how gracefully you can watch a, uh, a mammal or a fish move through water with tremendous speed and alacrity, that is what this is about. There's a fluid movement over the next couple of days that enhances anything that is therapeutic creative, has to do with some sort of spiritual connection, has to do with any kind of healing work. Uh, there can be other realms of life in which we're seeing tremendous strides over the next couple of days, but let's face it, we are all connected in the big universal unconscious. So regardless of what we're doing, whether we're moving in something that has to do with money, finance, business, uh, physical 
it it all is enhanced with this energy because it's very much about tapping in to what's going on with you and the other person and seeing how it is complemented and able to move with the least resistance. When we do that, things can move very quickly, very decisively. And so those of us who know what we want to do on Monday the 20th and Tuesday the 21st, it really bodes well for getting those things done. Now, Tuesday is a little different because it also has a high opportunity time that increases as of around 2.30 p.m. Eastern time and just rides through the rest of the evening. And this is absolutely great for acting on your intuition and doing anything that requires imagination and a aesthetic. Anything can be enhanced, as I said. What I see with this energy most especially is a heightened sense of hearing, sound. Moon in Pisces, working in symphony with the Mars in Scorpio is so much about how we construct things to be heard and amplified. So use that. The other thing that's going on on Tuesday is there's a Mars-Pluto picture in the sky that speaks very much about an emphasis on what I'm talking about, that real ability to power into something in a very subtle way. So it's not so much about force, even though the results can be forceful. Wednesday, the 22nd, the sun enters Sagittarius, and it does that at 9.03 a.m. So we have shifted from the Scorpio fixed energy, which is focused, tenacious, and we're moving into the sun in Sagittarius energy, which is fire, and speaks about the end of the season, because mutable signs do that. They're transitioning. So they move from one focus, in this case autumn, into the next, which is winter, in the northern hemisphere, in the reverse, of course, in the southern hemisphere, spring into summer. Regardless of the part of the planet you're on, it is very much about winding up. We're still in the waxy moon cycle, so we can really push with things that we want to finish and complete over the next week or into the end of the year. And it brings in a real desire to go for what it is we do desire, because Sagittarius is the sign that's got to do with Jupiter, expansiveness, exuberance. Jupiter is retrograde right now in the sky from our perspective. So this is a period where we can aim for 
complete what's going on, but also recognize that some things are probably experiencing a bit of delay because it's not necessarily going to race forward in the way we would like. The other thing that happens today is the moon goes void, of course, at 10, 10 a.m. So use that real fluid energy I was talking about for Monday and Tuesday, early morning on Wednesday, because once the moon goes void at 10, 10 a.m., it enters, uh, it enters Aries, and it does that at 12, 19 p.m., so just after midday. And once that happens, then we're bumping up against the wall more because the moon in Aries doesn't have the, it has plenty of energy, but it doesn't have the receptive flow that we were experiencing with the moon in Pisces. And when I say things about this, about the sign the moon happens to be in at any point in a given time, please recognize that some of these statements are very much based on other planetary activity. So it's not that Aries is, when the moon is in Aries, we always feel like we're bumping up against the wall or that things are in our way or that we're experiencing power struggles. The reason why at this point in time some of us may experience that, not so much perhaps on Wednesday, Wednesday, we just may get a burst of energy, especially fire, air sign people. As on Thursday as well, which is recognized by th as Thanksgiving in some, uh, a lot of the United States. But what we are encountering eventually is, if, especially if we initiate something, engage or activate something, we're going to hit some kind of um, impasse or power struggle. It's going to happen. Now, I find that interesting when that's occurring on a day like Thanksgiving Day in the United States because it is one of those holidays that does bring up a lot of uh, conversation at this point in time. The other thing that's happening is there's a square in the sky, so the sun is at 90 degrees from our perspective to the planet Saturn in the early hours of, of Thanksgiving Day. And so that does speak a lot about posturing, structuring, how the authority represents itself. And so most likely... There will be a lot of conversation on this day of what Thanksgiving means, what it means in the mythology of a country like the United States, but also taking apart that mythology to analyze it. Now, myths are very interesting. I work with myths and symbols all the time, every day. And when we think about the mythology that came from the Greeks and then the Romans reshifted and the Greeks stole a lot of imagery and mythology from other civilizations that they either conquered or, or moved through, then basically the story shifts. 
the story shifts based on who's telling the story, but also we can analyze the story differently with ideally the sophistication of human evolution. So the story that the Greeks were telling about Venus and Saturn, these other gods and planets in the sky is interpreted somewhat differently in our post-psychological age and continues to be. So why not some of the myths and the stories that have been told in different countries in their formation? Why not analyze them differently, look at what they mean symbolically and take it apart and tell the story in ways that have more meaning for the people who are citizens of a country at this point in time. Something for your holiday dinner to chat about. Overall, Thursday, Friday, these are days when you want to move your body in some way. So especially if you've eaten too much food, which some people do on this day, Make sure that there's time to take a walk, move your body, be kind to your body. Um, excess is not necessarily kindness to your body. Not a judgment, just a statement. So November 24th, the moon's still in the sign of Aries, and this is when the confrontation may get very acute. And that occurs especially midday. Mars enters Sagittarius in the morning, and so now it's in fire, and it's, it tends to shoot from the hip a lot, whereas Mars in Scorpio, where it had been, is more methodical, plans, uh, figures out where it wants to plant the barbs if it so chooses to, <laughs> whereas Mars in Sag is electric, and it it spontaneous. And since the moon is in the sign of Aries, uh, it is very much speaking about things that people might impulsively say, especially in the morning. And so self-determine what you're going to respond to, if it helps the situation, if it exacerbates the situation. But most importantly, when I see these uh, pictures that speak about power struggles and positioning, what's most important is to understand yourself and what you need to express or have said in any given situation. And sometimes a quick response is not the most effective response. The moon goes void, of course, at 12.40 p.m., and it enters Taurus at... <clears throat> 3.29 p.m. Once it enters Taurus, whew, now things ease up again. We're able to work more effectively with that waxing moon cycle. We're able to be more directed. Ideally, if we had any uh, confrontations or discussions or things we had to work out over the past couple of days, we are better able to move ahead now. We have alliances or we know where we stand. 
And this can also have a lot to do with finance this particular week. There seems to be an emphasis on knowing what to do with the money, finding the money, getting the money, (laughs) and coming to terms with relationship with money. So all these things, as we go into the weekend, can give us more a sense of, okay, let's get the boat even keeled. Let's see where things settle. Let's make sure we've got the provisions we need. And so there can be a lot to be thankful for uh, over this particular weekend. One thing that I see uh, on Saturday is there's a Mars uh, Saturn picture in the sky that can speak about arguments or people making a stand or friction, uh, someone being like really embedded in their tracks and not wanting to give. Recognize if this is something within yourself. We are in such a stressful time right now. You certainly don't need me to tell you that. And the most important emphasis on a hourly minute basis is to check in with self and really work on how to express love over fear. With the moon in Taurus this weekend, it's bringing us to a place where we want to look at our Venusian response, our Venus response to how we live together, how we be in space with the other or others. And it's always very comfortable when we're with people or situations where everybody's on like mind it's there is no strife it's everybody's in agreement nodding uh, nodding their heads furiously about um, things that are going on and how um, they just know uh, what is right and they feel an allegiance there and that's that's always very comforting when we're in situations or surrounded by people where we feel that allegiance, that sense of, oh, I'm with my people, uh, everybody is on the same page, and what a relief this is because everything out there is crazy. And that is wonderful when we have that sensation, but we also want to recognize that it's super important to pour love understanding, and a, a sense of um, a sense of wanting the other to have that kind of uh, comfort and connection that we have with the people we feel safe with. So when we can extend that, that sense of I'm feeling safe, I'm feeling supported, by these people or this situation or I'm in nature and everything feels safe and supported. That's what we want to transmit and extend. It's not constructive to sit in space and magnify fear, anxiety, panic, 
not constructive. So a great exercise this weekend is to focus on something that allows you to feel very centered, very safe, and remind yourself you want to project and emphasize love and security because it's the feeling that people have that they are not that is causing a lot of toxicity in the world. And that's an overemphasis, absolutely. But sometimes just that kind of reminder, that reset, can take us out of a space of panic and anxiety, which is continually getting triggered in today's world. So Sunday the 26th, the moon goes void, of course, at 4.52 p.m. And there is an absolutely delicious period of time uh, from the time you wake up until that period of time when you can basically do anything you want that you want to really sink into and emphasize. So be, be really, I'll use the word selfish perhaps, but be very discerning is a better word about where you're spending your time and who you're spending it with because you want to magnify that heart chakra vibration, that love vibration, the whole, you want to be that very centered rose quartz. And once the moon goes void, uh, we have a couple of hours where we're just in this tranquil, groovy, uh, juicy moon and Taurus space. <laughs> and then it enters Gemini at the moon at 7.40 p.m. And some of us may get very wired. So I recommend you hold that space of tranquility and peace and let it, you know, turn off all the electronics in the evening that night and just coast into a lovely dream state so that when we embrace the full moon that comes the next day, we do it with a sense of wanting to totally integrate loving potential. And now I turn it over to Susie. Okay, fully integrate. I love it. I love it. Okay, everyone, let's get into our meditation. So I invite you to take a nice deep breath and just allow all the information from our brilliant Pam to just settle in, settle down and just taking a few deeper breaths and allowing ourselves to arrive, arriving here, arriving now, being in the present moment which is so hard for so many of us and just being present. And let's bring a lot of focus now to the heart chakra, to our ability to love to receive love and to give love. 
And let us remember that it is by choice. We are here by choice right now on this planet at this time. You might not see it as your own very personal choice, but in the big scheme of things, in your karma, in the multiple lives, in your consciousness, in your energy field, there's a reason that we are here now. And there's a reason why we are experiencing the world as it is now. And we can reach to many different states to be in. We can be lazy or energized. We can be happy or sad. We can be neutral or highly opinionated. We have billions of choices every day, many, many choices in front of us. And our choice is to be here and to be here now. And let's consider the choice of being here now in full heart energy, in really expansive heart energy. What happens when I stop thinking about myself, when I stop thinking which choice, which way, what to do, what's right, what's wrong, what happens if I just stay in this very powerful, expansive, non-judgmental, very neutral, very deep and accepting heart energy? And just take a few deeper breaths in and feel yourself just dropping deeper and deeper into that heart energy that is you that is absolutely boundless. There's no limited amount. And just drop deeply into your heart and know that one of the biggest, probably the biggest and the most important reason that you are here right now on this planet is because of that ability to be generous with your love. It's beyond all of this pop talk about boundaries and all of this psychological stuff about ourselves and our importance. It's really deeply about your ability to love. And we see this as the message in many of our great spiritual teachers. It is especially true now for us on the planet. The heart is huge. Visualize your heart taking up your whole body. You're just this giant, great, big, beating heart with two little arms and legs and a little ping pong ball for a head. And you are full, full of love full of compassion, full of acceptance, forgiveness, understanding. You see the suffering of others. You see how they are acting from fear, 
acting from their pain, acting from their illness, acting from their suffering, acting from their karma. You understand it. You accept it for what it is. And you share your unconditional love with them. And if it is too difficult to be in their presence, you do it from a distance. You do it from far away. Sending them love, sending them understanding, sending them what you like to receive, unconditional love, love that is open, love that has no settings, no regulations, no I love you if or I love you then, but just unconditional love. This is a time now in the world when it is so important for those of us that can embrace this energy to do it, to do it selflessly. When people are suffering, when there are people rallying, having very, very strong emotional reactions, see where you can hold the peace. See where you can lift up from this realm of suffering and hold the energy at a higher level. Hold it and see if you can magnify that. So now as you visualize yourself as this giant beating heart full of life, full of love, See if you can amplify it now out into the world around you like a radio station, sending out those radio waves, those waves of unconditional love. Imagine yourself like a lighthouse and that you're turning in a circle 360 degrees. And with each direction that you face, you're sending out unconditional love. Don't look for what can I receive. Just look for what can I send out. Don't be asking what about me? What about poor little me? Who loves me? What do I get? I've done all of this, what do I get now? Be selfless and just see yourself as constantly sending out the love. And as you're turning, notice that you are not depleted, that it is refreshing, invigorating, and it actually gives you more and more strength and more and more power to be sending out more and more love. You can visualize this as pure white light going out in all directions. You can use the color of the heart chakra of green going out in all directions, offering life. You can visualize it as the beautiful color of 
pink, sending it out. And this is this is the being that you are. Pure love, pure energy, unconditional, knows no bounds at all, pure love energy. And as you continue to do this, you can know that your soul, your spirit, your consciousness on that high level is always doing this in the background, on the back burner, continuously sending out unconditional love. And the minute you feel disrupted, just come straight back to it. The minute you feel the tug of a memory or the tug of an ego or the tug of a drama pulling at you, just come straight back to your process of sending out the love. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Have a wonderful week. And thank you so much, Pam, and love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life, regardless We look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.